Um, I just want you guys to know how serious I take this, Potter. I am on vacation. This is my engagement redo start. And I'm doing a Sarah and some friends. We're on the islands right now. And I'm taking myself away from sitting on the beach, drinking rum punches, which, by the way, so much fucking sugar, guys. Why so much sugar? Way too much. One of our nights I'm taking out so we can do the podcast. And you know who I'm waiting around for? Brandi. That's right. She's traveling around. and So I'm going to have to do this podcast. And then I'm going to have to edit it. All on one of the nights I'm on vacation because I love you so much, dude. I got wasted last night. I got I got to wait for Brandy to tell the story, <clears throat> but we're gonna have a good episode. Let me see if I can uh, get her on the old phone. Hey, hold on a second. I gotta take these fucking pills. What is what is wrong with you? Are you dying? Is the brand die? It's not good, yo. The brand dying? <laughs> I, I, you know, I've heard Mexico can do crazy things to people. Yeah, but I wasn't prepared for this. Did you do something to Montezuma? Is he getting his revenge upon your body? Is that where you shit a lot? Because that's not happening to me. Oh, what are you getting? My head hurts so bad. Okay, so here, here's the real deal. All right. I stayed up all night last night. Well, that's, that's the problem. I, yeah, that's the problem. Um, uh, so I'm in Mexico. Yeah. At a really, really nice place. Like, I got here last night, and it's beautiful, brand new. I just, like, it's stunning to look at. Like, absolutely stunning. Like, you feel like you're in a dream. Then I went to go to bed, and it's so fucking hot. Mm -hmm. And they have these, like, AC ceiling units. Let me tell you what. They don't work. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's so hot. It's, like, 90 degrees out at night. And I, it was just so hot last night. I just can't sleep when I'm hot. I can't do it. I... I just tossed and turned all night long. And also the bed I'm sleeping on literally feels like this concrete floor I'm sitting on right now. Like I've never slept on such a hard mattress in my whole life. And I think the combination of these two things, I just really did a number on me last night because I did not sleep at all. And then I had to get up at five 30 for a photo shoot. So I've been up since five 30. I mean, that's what paradise is sister. Anne. it's there is, How's everyone not ill as fuck. They are. You know, a lot of, I'll give you some background on, on Paradise. A lot of Joe moping around was really him just shitting his brains out. He didn't feel good for like four days. I'm really days. not doing that. I'm really not doing that, though. I'm not just saying that because it's gross. Like, I'm, I'm, I wish I was shitting more, to tell you the truth. So are you still in Mexico? Yeah, I'm here. I'm supposed to be here till Friday, but I'm feeling like I got to maybe turn around tomorrow and go home. Yeah, you're bailing. You're fucking pulling the ripcord. I'm not a wuss. Like, I usually push through, and if I'm not feeling good, I just, you know, push through and do it anyway. Do what I'm supposed to do. Don't complain. Yeah. I feel like dog shit. Dude, I'm right there with you. So, like, we're in the same boat, man, because I'm also on vacation. I'm just on the in the islands, and yesterday... <laughs> the the islands. Yeah, I feel like that's vague enough, so, like, we don't... The like... one and only islands. Yeah, there's a bunch of islands out here, I'll tell you that much. I think once we leave, then I'll say where, where we're at, but... Um, yeah, for sure. But anyways, we went to this fucking bar. So we went to this beach yesterday, and there's a floating bar, and so we took a little dinghy over to the floating bar. A couple things about me. 
I'm not a super lightweight. I'm a, when I get drunk, I go to bed guy, but I'm not a lightweight. Uh-huh. I very rarely am like that guy that like is just uncontrollable, you know, or like you're someone's having to take care of them. I've never really been that person. But yesterday mm-hmm. we went to this beach <laughs> and I went, we went over this floating bar and I was totally normal, taking selfies with people, making videos, whatever, all this stuff. And the bartender made me two vodka sodas, the cranberry, and I shit you not, I just blacked the fuck out. Yikes. Like, I came straight back to the room, passed the fuck out, woke up at 10.30 to Sarah handing me a plate of spaghetti, which was delicious, by the way. <laughs> spaghetti on the beach? <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm Taj Wan, Taking dude. Taking a tip over, from Taj? Yeah, I overheated and fucking got scared of crabs, got too much drinks in me. Anyway, so I've been struggling. I'm on a struggle bus today, my friend. But What are you drinking there? A Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer Spicy Pineapple. I got to okay. say, Brandi, and this is, I don't know what this is about, but like alcohol just doesn't taste good to me anymore. Really? not not No alcohol, not beer, like, not wine. Beer makes me bloated. Wine gives me terrible hangovers. Mm-hmm. Vodka sodies mess up my tom-tom real bad, <laughs> and I black out on b- floating bar barges. All I can drink now is like claws, like Mick Ultras. I'm like a fucking 20 year old girl. Wow. But because they don't get me too drunk, they don't give me hangovers. The cows are pretty low, right? Mm-hmm. But where we are, where we at in the islands, first of all, they don't sell claws here. So we went to the grocery store. <laughs> they have them individually out, not like in like cases. So oh. I just went and grabbed all of the claws. So we have like a bunch of Trulies, <laughs> a bunch of Michelob Ultras, organic seltzers, uh, a bunch of like off-brand like island shit. Also, the other thing about the islands, this whole island time thing, not for me. All right? Don't love it. What do you mean? Everyone's so fucking slow. Everything takes <laughs> a fucking year and a half. Yeah. I don't, excuse me. I'm on vacation. And I know mm. I should be slowing it down, but I've only got a finite amount of time here. I want to fucking maximize efficiency and positivity. And you say 12 o'clock, we're getting picked up. And if the fucking car ain't here at 1230, bro, you just ripped away 30 minutes of my day, of my enjoyment. Oh, no. And I'm stressed out now. Dude, you're fucking island time, guy. Can't do how's it. Your, how's your blood pressure, would you fucking say? Fucking skyrocketing <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. The other thing is that we're here with a couple other, a couple other couples, and I'm the one in charge, and I hate this because I'm the mm. one that's having to, like to deal with the people who are planning like our events and our little little jaunts and shit. And mm-hmm. everyone's coming to me, and they're like, "So where are we going today?" I'm like, oh, "We're going to a restaurant." I'm like, "What's it like?" I'll fucking I've never been here. This is first time for me too. I don't know. I'm just hoping that we're not on an island time, and the fucking taxi gets us at a, at a reasonable hour. That's all I'm hoping for. Also, when you go on vacation, you don't know how much you're supposed to tip. You know? I know. You, yeah. You you are just hoping that you're not fucking disappointing people constantly. Yeah, that's fair. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that fucking sucks. They realize, you know, all these people come up and ask Sarah for pictures and shit. So then all of a sudden your driver or whatever, or they're like, oh, these people weren't fucking important. And then you're like, fuck, no, no. They, they, they assume that we're going to pay them more. And you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to become a TikTok where you're like, that one time that I waited on fucking Wells and Sarah, they were assholes. They only tipped me 20%, you know? And then you're just fucking sitting. <laughs> st- dude, fucking vacation is stressful, bro. <laughs> Wow, so you should never go on vacation again, basically. You either. That's the lesson here. I'm done with vacations. When are you going home? On Friday. 
Oh, wow. You're there for a hot minute. Hot min, sis. Uh, what are you doing yeah. there for so long? This is all part of Sarah and I's... Well, let's be fair. It's all part of Sarah's thing of like, I want to redo all of it. I want to like pretend like we're going to where we get we got engaged. And then I want to replan mm. engagement parties. I want to replan bachelorette parties. I got it. The wedding. So this is kind of stage one, if I'm being honest with you. Wow. We also like worked a bunch this year and or at least this summer and so like it was just like our time to chill out. Yeah. That's so, fair. Yeah. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing, if you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Bays is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. Speaking of work, I was doing my job last night on TV and on Monday uh-huh. night as well. Yeah. Were you able to watch both episodes? I actually skipped episode two and just went straight to episode three. Oh, you did? You missed you missed my shining moment of being <laughs> fucking the the rose ceremony host? Got a recap from a friend that watched episode two. Yeah. Because I only had time to watch one since I tried to take a little nap just now. Here was the here was the recap. So you tell me what I missed. Alright, let's start the show. Victoria. Oh, okay. We should, okay. Yeah. You go for it before you die on this episode. <laughs> Bros and <laughs> Oh, my God. Should we even do this episode or should we just cancel this week? <laughs> Fuck no. Bros and O's, you're listening to a very ill, uh, your favorite podcast. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying. I feel mm-hmm. like very old Brandy and a pretty shitty Wells, your favorite thing podcast with. <laughs> Ding, 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 Wells and Brandy. Wow. Okay, so your friend watched, your friend did your yeah. homework assignment for you and sent you notes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's the notes. Here's what I, I said, what I what I missed in episode two. Yeah. Victoria P. has a boyfriend in Nashville. Kelsey almost faints in the rose ceremony yep. and gets gassed. Victoria L. is a clown. Demi thinks she's the hottest thing around when she's a complete zero. These guys are clueless. This <laughs> This Brendan guy literally has no brain cells, and this is unbelievable to watch. <laughs> was this a friend who's never watched Bachelor before? No, but it was a guy. That oh. gets pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right," I feel like I watched it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's that's every episode of Paradise. <laughs> you know, funny. All right. Well, what did he leave out? What I miss? 
and here's the thing, like in real life, the way that it went down was kind of different from the show. But like, she is trying to kind of get a rose from people, and then once she kind of realizes that she doesn't have a rose really solidified, then I feel like she has this like epiphany, this aha moment of like, oh my god, my boyfriend who's at home <laughs> is who I really <laughs> should be with. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you think this boyfriend is real or made up? No, I think he's real. He's a fucking country singer, I guess. And like, what? That's every bachelorette girl story. Yeah. I moved to Nashville and got myself a country singer. Yeah, I know. And I'm just sitting there being like, <laughs> is it Jed? Is it Jed that's back there? Oh, I should have asked Connor. But uh, you know what? I just I just saw Jed at um of that Fourth of July party I went to. Really? And he did have a girl with him, and there were some bachelor girls there. There you go. So maybe. Maybe that's who was. So I think she wanted him to come to paradise. Totally uh, not in the spirit of the show of like, you have a boyfriend back at home? Well, no, they broke up. Did they? I don't know. Mm. I don't have a rose. You know what? I have a boyfriend back home. <laughs> oh my God, I love <laughs> him so convenient. much. Let's go back home. Yeah. I like Victoria Paul just fine. It didn't seem like she was ever like um, really pot committed to anybody or really caring. So she doesn't know James's name. A lot, and that was a very real thing. Like she keeps on miss, me, messing up his name. There were many times. To be fair, everyone does this because a lot of people don't know each other. You know, people are getting served drinks, and you're just like, you know, imagine going to a party and you meet thirty new people, and you're like, fuck, what's that person's name? So it does happen a lot. But she forgot his name a lot. She and thought, was she trying to get a rose from him? I'm assuming. Yes, from James. Yeah. And and here's the thing: like I know everyone's name because obviously, like I it's know I know who's who's probably going to be coming. I know, you know, I need to make sure I know everyone's backstory. Uh, you know, obviously I need to have some sort of relationship with these people. So I know everyone's names. And there were times when people come up to me, but mainly her being like, hey, what's his name again? Kevin? She thought his name was Kevin so much. <laughs> and his name was James. Box guy James. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fucking hilarious. The, the whole Kelsey fainting. I will say this, because I do like her. But when it happened... I was like, get this girl some fucking water. It's 5.30 in the morning. I got to go to bed. Your boy's tired. 5.30? It, that, was, that was the first rose ceremony. It was so late. So late. No freaking way, Jose. I know. And then she had a, like a panic attack or whatever. Or, and she, but she was sweating so much. It was amazing. Uh, so her uh, laxative makeup didn't help her out there. No, not she forgot to put her fucking Ooh. mylanta or whatever all over her face. Tough that break. Day. Yeah, yeah. The episode I think was was pretty good. I wasn't really in it in, except for when I hosted the rose ceremony, and everyone seems to be pretty pleased with what I did. Except I said, I guess I said, I don't really remember saying this, but I believe people because a lot of people said it. I guess I said, you know, the line is, if you didn't receive a rose, please take a moment. And say your goodbyes. goodbyes. Yeah. And I think what I said was, if you didn't receive a rose, please take a moment and say your buys. Mm. So I guess I forgot the good part. Mm -hmm. Because not all buys are good, you know? Some are (laughs) bad buys. That's fair. Let's be fair. One thing that they did cut out that kind of bummed me out, this is my favorite thing. So uh, the goddess, Victoria, she came up to me and she made me a chakra necklace. It was like all these all these different stones that like signifying my different chakras. And then it had like a little like rose, uh, gold, 
pendant kind of on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she came up and she was like, Wells, you work so hard for us. This is a bad goddess impression, impersonation. But like, I just thought like I would give you this. And I think, and you know, this would be great for you. You need this. And I was like, and she gave it to me. And I was like, oh, no one in the five years of me doing this show has ever given me a quote unquote tip. Like this is truly, <laughs> oh, it's a tip. <laughs> I think so. You know, it's all right. Me money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Truly one of the nicest things. I was like, oh my God, Victoria, thank you so much. That's wonderful. You're so nice. So the whole night, she was trying to figure out how to, how to talk to Brendan. Everyone wanted to fucking talk to Brendan. And I was like, this guy doesn't like any of you guys, unfortunately, but whatever. And she's like, so I'm going to make one for Brendan. And like, you know, like, and then I'm going for a kiss. And I was like, Good idea. Ew. Good idea, <laughs> Victoria. Like, get it. Like, get your get your man, whatever. And then she comes back and she goes, oh, my God. Wells, I don't have time to go make another one. So can I have that one back so I can go get no. it to <laughs> Oh, no. That's genius. And I was like, you just gave it to me. But of That's course, funny. Of course, I gave it to her. And I was like, yes, go go forth, young child. That didn't work. That's and then really she ended funny. up giving it back to me. The second episode with uh, Lance Bass coming in yeah the stupid date where they're eating tongues oh yeah was not the thing to watch when you don't feel good or like you were on that date and being like i kind of thought i was signing up for like helicopter rides uh and like yacht situations and like hot tubs here's the other thing no i didn't sign up for this they're asking you questions like how many people have you slept with just make up a fucking number don't eat a tongue yeah just say eight and be done with it (laughs) like just make up a number. Yeah, I guarantee you, Lance Bats don't fucking know how many people you fucked. I promise yeah, you, he like, doesn't have any like sleuths on the inside figuring out how many people. There's no you way. Bet. So like, make up a number that doesn't make you sound like a prude, but also doesn't make you sound like a whore. <laughs> What's the number you think? What's the? Right I don't number? know. Eight sounded all right to me. Eight <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For maybe for a girl, like eight doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. At my at my age though, I mean maybe those girls that are like twenty four need to need to lower their number a little bit. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe like five. Yeah. You know, I once dated a girl, uh, said she was a virgin. <laughs> and she's got an OnlyFans account now. <laughs> like I don't think she Yeah, I don't think that was true. I don't think so <laughs> That's her. Why would you tell me that? Because guys love a virgin. Do obviously we? no. You yes. just said you just said, like, you just said eight's the right number. You've done enough. Well, I mean, as, as a thirty-four-year-old, I think I think if you're a virgin, it's a little weird. How old were you when you dated the said virgin? Oh, I was in, in my early thirties. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like guys are always like, "Oh, it's so hot. I'm the first one that's gonna take you to Pound Town, baby." Nope. Everyone remembers their first. <laughs> I don't want to be remembered. That's I don't true. Be forgotten. No, thank you. You yeah, know? That's a true point. Especially mm-hmm. if like you're not gonna marry that person. That's a scar summer for life, you know? <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. Was your first time that bad, geez? No, but if I'm being fair, like my first time was like, you know, is in high school and when it was it was supposed to it was bad because you were in high school and you're bad. stupid. Yeah. You know, you didn't know anything. Mine wasn't that bad. It wasn't? No, it was fine. It wasn't like anything to like write a book about, but it was it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't scar me for life or anything. Well that's good. We'll yeah. see, but that, I'm right, I think. <laughs> no, but like it's just a lot of pressure put on somebody. Also, did they, did they go to Pound Town that night? Maybe. If anyone went to Pound Town, it's them. Dude, that was. He was like, "Let's get out of here. I know a place." I know. I know. You I'm telling do. you, if anyone's doing it, it's those two. 
It's like, Riley, you just got here. You've never been here before, bro. Like, you like, literally just got. Imagine coming to Paradise day one. You walk down the steps at noon, and 12 hours later, you're slapping cheeks. I mean, I think with those arms, you can get away with whatever he wants is what yeah, it sounded yeah. like. He does. Have, those things are huge. It's like the equivalent of the, the he's so tall oh, thing yeah. with girls. It's like guys that are so tall can just get away with anything and not be very cute because then they're like, but he's so tall. Okay, but and I on. feel like it's it's with this. It's like, but his arms are so big. Yeah, they are. They are big, and he's a lawyer. I think I think the yeah. lawyer thing trumps the arm thing. Mm-hmm. But speaking of the tall thing, fucking Thomas is fucking so tall. Thomas, what are your Thomas nuts? needs to get the fuck out of here, telling all these girls how tall he is. Like, we get it, okay? Dude, he's... and what does he think? He thinks like this is not being recorded. There's a camera right there. He doesn't think they're gonna air this over and over and make him look like a complete dumbass. I mean, he told me too, because I mean, I was like, dude, you're a big guy. He same thing came in the bar. Oh, I gotta duck down because of my head. Okay, guy, I get it. Like, you get it. Get what it. are you compensating for? So. If he had said that to me, I'd be like, oh, sick. So you weren't good enough to play a professional sport? <laughs> no, I think he sick, was. So bro. I think he did. I think he played football or baseball or something oh. in college. Wow. Well, that doesn't count. I love Trey. Like Trey, like his response to everything was so great. The mm-hmm. way he dealt with Tajwan, who was mm-hmm. kind of spiraling, and, and it wasn't Trey's fault. She was spiraling because Riley came in, mm-hmm. which wasn't fair. The way he handled that was great. The way he handled Thomas coming in was great, and then the way he handled when he found out what Thomas said about him was just. So good. Yeah. This is the last time I'm intentionally going to speak to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to use that in my daily life so badly. <laughs> this is the last time. I Like in an email thread with like a boss. <laughs> this is the last time I'm intentionally going to correspond with you. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, fuck, dude. I That's love good. that guy. He's so funny and he sweats so much. He would come to my bar every day and be like, I get a tray special. A tray special <laughs> was an ice water and a bunch of napkins to dab his head. Oh, I know. I feel you, Trey. <laughs> I know he's the best. I'm really bummed because the the scene where they've got <laughs> sad bastard Connor singing his sappy sad songs on the beach. He's so annoying. Oh my god! Stop hating on my boy. But anyways, he just—it's—he's just so easy to hate on. I—I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but anyways, he's just so sad. You know, for a family of musicians, you should appreciate a musician. That's all I'm saying. I don't. We're all tough as nails. Okay. <laughs> they showed the the scene of him playing, and I'm sitting there crying. You best believe your boy had some eye drops, and I had some really good <laughs> tears coming down. And uh-huh. then you couldn't really see it, but I had like real Solid good. Te- oh yeah, I was just like he was sitting there playing, and I was like, "Camera guy, come over here!" And I was just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. "You're insane!" <laughs> so beautiful. And then all of a sudden, when he finished, he came over and he was like, "Why are the camera guys over here?" And I was like, "I was watching you play," and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I was crying." <laughs> 
He's like, why? And I was like, it was a sad song. And he goes, you couldn't hear me. And I go, I know it was sad. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. We know it was sad. Look at you. This deep V, your girl's on a date. She's probably rounding third right now. So uh, Can someone go take all of his deep Vs, by the way? Listen, he's. you know what? He's making a statement. All right? He's this is not 2006. Making, like he needs to toss. He's making a statement, man. You can't hate on someone fucking going for it fashion-wise. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Just because right. you don't like it doesn't mean it's not oh. cool. <laughs> Did somebody else go on a date? Uh, oh, Serena and, and what's-his-face? Trevor. Travis. What's his name? Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I really thought he was fooling her the whole time. I was like, oh, she's she's going to buy into this. Yeah. And poor Joe. And then at the end, I guess she just really wanted to make out with him, which that's fair, I guess. He's hot, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that Joe's getting a bachelor edit? There's no way in hell Joe is going to be the bachelor. Why not? He do was, you think? Well, he was on Dancing with the Stars. Would uh, he do it? I don't know. I assume he did Paradise. Why wouldn't he do Bachelor? I mean, I'm here for it. I love Joe. I'm he, here for that. And I would like to think they would cast like a bunch of women that aren't 20. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll have a couple because what they do, but... It could be a really great season, honestly. He's definitely more deserving than these other dudes. Yeah. Well, I saw, like, reality Steve say it was going to be Greg. Yeah, I saw that, too. Dirt Greg. But then I went to Cleveland last weekend. Yeah. You know, Michael is from Akron. Yeah. And the fucking club owner was like, yeah, the guy that's going to be the next Bachelor was here last night. And I was like, who? Oh. And he was like, oh, this guy, with a ki- he's got a kid. And I was like, Michael? And he was like, yeah, uh, they were saying he's going to be the next Bachelor. I was like, I don't think so. Well, if the club owner is the guy that knows the hot fucking goss, I mean, then we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. All right. And then he's not as like sweet and as wholesome as we thought he was if he's going to the club. That's what I was thinking, honestly. You know, yeah, it's not. It's a. It's a pretty wild club. Yeah, I don't know, man. Everyone's been saying Greg. Maybe it's Greg. Maybe it's maybe it's Michael. Maybe it's Andrew. I would love to see Andrew as the Bachelor. He's besides Joe. He's the only other one I can really think of that I would say is very deserving. I kind of agree with that, but I don't know. Based on his edit, I mean, he was awesome. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But we we love Joe. I mean, it does have like a Nick Vial ring to it of like the guy that's tried so many times and been on so many times, and it's his one last shot to find love. They do love that story. Yeah, I would say that Joe's less polarizing than Nick is, though. As, as, yeah, that's as true. Close as I am with Nick, I don't think anyone doesn't like Joe. You know, that's true. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, there was a girl here on this trip, actually, at the din- at, the- at dinner. We were talking about Paradise. I guess that was last night when we got in. And this one girl was like, I love Grocery Store Joe. She's hot. Yeah. And I was like, I can introduce you if you want. She was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. She goes, yeah, we both uh, we both like Grocery Store Joe, actually, but we watch it together. I was like, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But everybody does love him. Well, we'll see what happens. Here's the funny thing, and like, not to do like the most dramatic season ever thing but we're three episodes in and we haven't gotten anywhere near the good shit like no oh, i'm sure like nowhere near the good shit yeah i think there's some good shit next episode and then i think there's some like i can't even, it's all running together but then there's like really good shit like in a couple weeks dude i'm just so excited and i saw the ratings came out it topped so that's good 
So the show's at least performing well, which I think ABC needs. So yeah, is that enough uh, bachelor stuff? I think so. I mean, you got some favorite things, bro, or what? Bro, tell me you've started Nine Perfect Strangers. No, and everyone's oh. been tell- uh, and Sarah and I's friend Sam Weaving's in it, and I know it's everyone's talking about how great it is. Which one is he? Oh, she's a girl. She's oh, she. She looks exactly like Margot Robbie. I don't know if she's blonde or brunette in this, but I know that she's in the movie. She's beautiful and cool. Okay. She's Australian, but I don't know if she plays an Australian in this. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I've only seen two episodes. There's three out. It's super good. It's funny. My mom, my mom watched it, and she was like, "I love this show, but I've watched three episodes, and I don't know what the hell it's about." Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's good. I mean, it's it's David E. Kelly, so it's the same creator as Big Little Lies. Yeah. Same piece, you know, he created it, produced it, whatever, the whole deal. Obviously, Nicole Kidman's in it. Um, I love the, like, the, like, thrill. It's got, like, a thriller edge to it, the energy of it, right? Like, it's, I don't know, there's something about it where you're, like, something's not quite right here. Like, I was kind of wondering, is Nicole Kidman human? I don't know. Like, there's something about her to me that's very, like, ethereal. This is Sam. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's uh, is she. I don't think she's blonde. I think she, I she's think hot. She's, I think she's brunette in the in the. Yeah, it's like reddish, I think. Yeah. like reddish brunette. Um, yeah, she's super pretty. Uh, she's really good in it. Just really, she plays the like really over the top like, uh, like rich influencer gal in L.A. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, and she's good. And Melissa McCarthy's in it. And it's funny. I'm really usually not like a big Melissa McCarthy guy because she's so over the top with her comedy. And she's not in this. She plays a very normal character, but is still very funny. Like, but it's just way more subtle than she normally does. And I think she's hilarious in this. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Ding. We don't have our bells, but I know you got to watch it though, because I'm curious to see like what you think's going on because it is a bit all over the place. And they like share Nicole Kidman's character's like backstory in episode two. Yeah. And it's very vague. And I just don't really understand what's going on. So, but it's cool. It's good. It's like that show and uh, White Lotus is like the two shows like everyone's talking about. I know. I haven't started that one. I know. I got that's. I got that next. Well, I also watched the saddest fucking movie I've ever seen in my entire life on the airplane on the way here. What was it? It's called The Last Letter to My Lover. Oh God. Have you seen this? No, but it. I, it maybe it's the reason I didn't sleep last night. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Jesus, the last. It's uh, Shailene Woodley and Felicity Jones are in it, and um, I feel like Shailene Woodley's always in like a Nicholas Sparks. Someone's yeah. got cancer movie, and I gotta <laughs> fucking deal with this shit. It's sad as fuck. Um, Here it it's, is. It's, it's, it's adapted from a book. Read, read the synopsis of course. for us. A pair of unwoven stories set in the past and present follow an ambitious journalist determined to solve the mystery of a forbidden love affair at the center. Of a trove of secret love letters from 1965. The last letter from your lover. Oh, from your lover. Mm-hmm. So here's what's cool about it is it's like a mix between like a, a British, like a new British rom-com. Yeah. And like this period piece, you know. And it's funny because Shay is, plays the, the character that's in the 1960s. Oh, really? It's so good. I love the guy that plays her, her lover. Um, and so you see flashbacks of like Shay's love triangle, right? Like she's married and she, her husband's rich as hell and her life, it looks amazing from the outside. And 
but she's not in love and she's not happy and they don't have kids. And she meets this guy who basically calls her out on it and he's divorced or whatever, says he's never really been in love, blah, blah, blah. They have this phenomenal love affair and, and Felicity Jones's character. And then you like, then you like pan over and you're in the present and she's reading all these letters back and forth between them that she finds in an archive. Cause she's a writer. So it's very cool. And at the very end, the two stories kind of come together. Um, and I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but it is so sad. The end, like just so sad. Yeah. Look, I, I'm sad. Still You're sad. It's been 48 hours. I'm so sad. All right. So is it worth watching? Yeah, it's worth it. Right. If you want to get in your feels, this one's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are my samurai anime fans at? They're Any, nowhere. No, yeah, they, they don't are. exist. So I started watching on the plane. I'm going to butcher all of this, and I'm sorry, but it, I'm stupid. Roni Kenshin. Final chapter, part two, the beginning. Also, the name is just so confusing. Is it the final chapter? Is it part two, or is it the beginning? I don't fucking know. Anyways, <laughs> Kenshin goes up against a mysterious weapons dealer named Inishi. He controls the underworld of China. The secret of Kenshin is also revealed. Very vague. It's kind of like Kill Bill, but I think like more authentic because it actually is in Japanese and Chinese, and like it's like dubbed over. So it's a little cheesy, but like the fight scenes are pretty fucking badass. Like this main character is like he's got this like scar on his face, and like he's like mysterious, but like kind of like beloved. He's kind of like the Joe actually of of this fucking samurai world. And then all of a sudden, this arms dealer who's just like a fucking monster just like goes and starts like destroying his little village in Japan. And you're not really sure why. And then you realize, oh, the two got history. And the, got, the arms dealer's coming for fucking not his body, but his soul. Anyways, the fight scenes are badass. This is a lot like sword play and all that kind of stuff. And so if you're into samurai fucking anime weird shit, it's not. Uh, a cartoon it's like an actual the actual actors but it's like very kind of anime-esque to me you know don't worry about how confusing the name is because we're not sure if it's the final chapter if it's part two or if it's the beginning but anyways i'm not even trying to say the name because i can't say it anyways uh it's on netflix and i really liked it and it's got seven out of ten on imdb so pretty good so the one person that watched it gave it a seven all right 7.5 actually 7.5 lovely i don't know i didn't hate it I mean, like, you know, you got sometimes you got to stretch your wings a little bit. You got to try some new shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I refuse. Yeah. Okay. For all like my cons- my alien conspiracy theorists out there, uh, top secret UFO projects declassified. It's also on uh, Netflix. I'm not gonna bore you with, uh, you know, all the weird shit that uh, prove that aliens exist. But uh, if you're into that shit, go check that out. Uh, ding ding. Loved it. We love an alien story. We love an alien. We love an alien moment. We really do. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. I was on the airplane flying over here and went to go to use the bathroom. First of all, it's disgusting to go into an airplane bathroom barefoot, correct? Who does that? Everyone. I see Lucy Lobby. What? But here's like no socks barefoot? Yeah, just barefoot. That's what barefoot is. Oh, my God. I've never seen that. Oh, I see it all the time. But, I've seen socks, and yeah. it makes me cringe. But Oh, it does. So I do socks because I take my shoes off. <laughs> I take my shoes off. Because oh. I can fucking plump up like a goddamn sausage. Why don't you wear compression socks? What? What? I just wear normal socks. Why don't you wear compression socks, and that doesn't happen? No, you still are getting 
puffed up. Your the sock is just compressing it down. <laughs> yeah, but it makes you feel better. I don't know about that, but anyways, so I went to the bathroom with my socks, just my socks on, which I was like, "Am I a fucking monster doing this, or like is this normal? I don't really know." So I sat down to take a load off. I noticed. You took a shit on the airplane? I shit on every single airplane. What? Why not? It's an opportunity to take a shit in a place that is not my bathroom. So Do you take poopery with you, or do you just make it miserable for the person that has to go in next? Welcome to the jungle, bitches. All right? This, this is, is awful. what happens. I mean, one, I poop on the airplane <laughs> because it's in the morning. Generally, my flights are in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you know, you give me some coffee. By the way, they say never drink airplane coffee because, like, they I know never clean the fucking coffee mug there. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of TikToks about yeah. that. But anyways, you know, you fucking get your Starbucks before you get in the plane or whatever, or at the lounge, and goes right you through go. you, and you fucking just all you got to shit up there. Then it's kind of fun to hit that fucking flush and just a shotgun shell out of the airplane. <laughs> like, Jesus, what happened? <laughs> so I was, I was sitting there and I was pondering life. And all the splendors of it. And I noticed there's an ashtray right in front of me. One of those that you know, kind of pulled down or whatnot. And of course, they have all the things in the bathroom, like, you know, like tampering with a smoke detector comes with a $2,000 fine and up to 10 years in life in prison and all the fucking shit. <laughs> I'm sitting there being like, this is confusing. There's a fucking ashtray right here. And then I was saying, I can't smoke in here, which I wasn't going to, but I was just like thinking about it. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this airplane is so old that back in the day they had the ashtrays and now obviously you can't use it. But if that's the case, like that's fucking old because I remember flying on airplanes. This is how old I am. I remember one of my first flights I ever took. We went to Tahiti and I remember my brother was in the back smoking cloves with Jason Hall. And no way. Yeah. So I remember you could smoke. I remember back. But that was over 30 probably 34 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no way this fucking plane's 34 years old. Like, we should For not sure be, it is. We should not be on this airplane. This is dangerous. This plane's as old as I am, and I can't do anything mm-hmm. right. What makes this airplane think it can? So I went outside, and I was talking to the stewardess after I took my shit and washed my hands, and I said, hey, listen, <laughs> let me ask you something. How old is this plane? And she's, oh, you know, it's from 2008. Oh, no, 2014. I said, 2014, I was like, no, I remember when you could smoke on airplanes, but you can't smoke on airplanes since when? And she was like, oh, I think like early 90s when they cut it off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, why the fuck you got ashtrays in here then? If this plane was built in 2014, you couldn't smoke on airplanes in, in 1990, why is there an ashtray here? And this is what blew my mind. They have to have ashtrays on the airplane. Because if someone does break the rule and smoke, they need a place to put the cigarette out in case of a fire hazard. And she was like, this will blow your mind, but if that ashtray is not on the plane when we're about to take off, we can't fucking leave. What? Blown away, dude. So anyways. That's wild. If you ever wonder why there's ashtrays in the airplane, it's because they realize that um, that humans are so fucking unable to do the right thing that mm-hmm. they have to have a contingency plan for them doing the wrong thing. Makes sense. It's fucking America right there. It's pretty mind-blowing. Also, I kind of don't believe her about that plane. I think they just redo the interiors and that the planes are just ancient. Maybe so. This one was kind of new. It was like had pods and shit. 
But that just means they ripped out, they gutted it, did the interior. Yeah, I don't care. Either way. At a point, I don't <laughs> know. Whatever. That's my conspiracy theory. I kind of believe you on that. I mean, planes still go Yeah, airlines same. are so fucking cheap. It's like, what other reason would they have for not giving us like four more inches of room in each seat, oh, you know? No. no, thank Come you. Come on. No, thank you. So we're down here on the beach, and obviously, like, when you're down the beach, you talk about Jimmy Buffett a lot because, you know, <clears throat> that's what you do. And so I was talking about Jimmy Buffett, and like we were, I was like, man, like Jimmy, where's Jimmy Buffett's boat or something? I said something like that, and and I was like, you know, this that motherfucker used to, like, do you know that like Jimmy Buffett used to run drugs? That that was like his thing. I mean, yes, he's a no. singer, but he used to run drugs. He's a pilot. He has a pilot's license, and obviously he has a boat, so he would run drugs and all this stuff. And did you know that in two thousand nine, he got nailed in France for having like an ounce of molly or something on him. <laughs> and apparently the quote is, the French police don't know the difference between MDMA and vitamins. That was his quote. It wasn't, I didn't do what? it. It's that he, and I was sitting there and I was like, dude, fucking Jimmy Buffett is so fucking gangster. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Buffett in 1975 when he was running drugs was gangster. But also, Jimmy Buffett in 2009 running drugs is also gangster. And then I was like, you know what the fucking truth of the matter is? Jimmy Buffett is more fucking gangster than Snoop Dogg is. Snoop Dogg's got a show of goddamn Martha Stewart, who actually also <laughs> is very fucking gangster. Of all of these three people, Snoop Dogg is the least gangster, gangster of all of them. Martha Stewart fucking got nailed for insider trading and did her time without snitching like a fucking G. Jimmy Buffett's over here getting nailed for... Fucking Molly in France. Snoop Dogg's wrong. Snoop Dogg's doing updates for the Olympics with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Hated the horse one, the equestrian one. I'm like, you guys, there's everything I hate about the, the public. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're so, you equestrians are so misunderstood. We really truly are. Oh, yeah. Except for that German hoe that was abusing the horse in the pentathlon. She sucks. Yeah. So, um, you got anything else, bro? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I did receive an email Okay. this week from our good friend Andrea Bartz, mm -hmm. who wrote the book The Lost Night that I talked about a while back and yeah. loved. Mm -hmm. And she is sending me her new book called We Were Never Here. Ooh. And it sounds great. I'm very excited to receive it. I should have it by the time I get home, I think. Um. She says it's about two globe-trotting besties who kill a backpacker in self-defense. It's the Reese's Book Club pick for August, and it's been hanging out on the New York Times bestseller list since it came out earlier this month. So, very excited about that. Okay, so it's going to be uh, HBO's series. Got it. Sounds... Absolutely. Everything Reese does goes into the production. That's awesome. Well, I want to read it, too. I know, right? Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you don't feel good. I got to get back uh -uh. to drinking pina coladas on the beach. Wait, by the way, dude, fucking island drinks are so sugary, bro. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's put more sugar in this thing and make me have even more of a hangover. Yeah. I know. I know. First world problems. All right, I'm going to go out on the weeks because... <clears throat> it's the Ooh, only song okay. that I have in my computer that is downloaded because I'm worried about the internet here because <laughs> it sucks so hard. Thanks. Have fun uh, the rest of your time in um, in Mexico. 
things. I might not be here much longer. I might get the fuck out of Dodge. You do. You sound like I listen. I I love you, but you sound like shit. I'm not gonna lie. Like you sound. I know. I know it's bad. Yeah. It's all right though. You know. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, have a good week. Uh, YF Tears, we love you guys. Love you all so much. Thanks for putting up with us this week. Yeah. We're going to have more energy next week, I promise you. I'm sorry for this. Yeah, we're going to turn it around for you guys. All right. See you guys. Love you all. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.